Hey, y'all, we're back. Palmetto State Armory, I just wanted to mention a good word for them. They're an American firearms company based in Columbia, South Carolina. The name derives from South Carolina's official nickname, the Pimento State. Pimento State Armory operates six retail locations around the uh, South Carolina area. And uh, now, Jamin McCallum is a veteran of the United States Army National Guard. Thank you for your service. He served overseas in the Iraq War. I did also. And Jamin established the Pimental State Armory in 2008 after leaving a career in accounting to pursue his passion in firearms. I can understand that. Jamin began selling uh, magazines and ammunition online while uh, fulfilling orders out of his garage. And the company now employs more than 200 people and is continuing to grow. With former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley calling it a valued member of South Carolina's thriving business community. Pimento PSA uh, website now sells a full array of firearms-related products, everything it builds in-house as well as reloading supplies and tactical and hunting apparel. Now, their product line at PSA is known for its AR-15 rifles and pistols. The um, video documenting the torture test of their uh, rifle has been viewed more than a quarter of a million times on YouTube and shows how well the rifle can withstand various methods of abuse. Uh, in the last several years, Pimento State Armory's line has expanded to include AK-47 uh, style rifles, a line of 1911 handguns, AR-10 rifles, a 6.5 Creedmoor rifles, 9mm style AR rifles and pistols, um, and various rifle uppers from uh, with a caliber assortment varying 22 to 308 Winchester. Uh, Palmetto State Armory plans to add a 9mm Glock clone to its line. It's called the uh, PS9 Dagger. PS9 is expected to be available on the retail market uh, this year. In February of 2020, uh, Palmetto offered the uh, AK-47 style rifle with a Hawaiian Boogaloo theme. And uh, the company also uh, sold Boogaloo t-shirts and has advertised them on Facebook. Pomona State has uh, six retail stores located throughout South Carolina. The cities are Greenville, Columbia, where I was born, uh, Ridge, Ridgeland, Mount Pleasant, Somerville, all host uh, at least one location. Pomona State Armory also has an outdoor shooting facility located in Swansea, South Carolina, called Pomona Outdoors. I dealt business with them uh, a, a number of times. Uh, in fact, I got everything I needed to put together my AR pistol. I uh, have had no problems with it. It's been a fine gun, and uh, my hat's off to those guys. But uh, now, let's talk about uh, Thompson Center Arms. Uh, it's an American firearms company based in Springfield, Massachusetts. The company is best known for its line of interchangeable barrels, single-shot pistols, and rifles. Thompson Center also manufactures muzzle-loading rifles and is credited with creating the resurgence of their uh, use in the 1970s. In the 1960s, Warren Center developed the, uh, an unusual break-action single-shot pistol in his basement workshop that later became known as the Contender. Meanwhile, the K.W. Thompson Tool Company had been searching for a product to manufacture year-round. In 1965, Warren Center uh, joined 
the K.W. Thompson Tool Company, and together they announced Warren Center's Contender Pistol in 1967. Although it sold more than a comparable hunting revolver, the flexibility of being able to shoot multiple calibers by simply changing out the barrel and sights and its high accuracy soon made it popular with handgun hunters. As K.W. Thompson soon began marketing Center Contender Pistol, the company uh, name was changed to Thompson Center Arms Company. Then, in 1970, Thompson Center uh, created a modern black powder industry, in introducing uh, Warren Center's Hawken-style black powder muzzle-loading rifle. On, on January 4, 2007, Thompson Center was purchased by Smith & Wesson. On December 8, 2010, Smith & Wesson announced that the original Rochester, New, New Hampshire plant would be closed and manufacturing was transferred to Springfield, Massachusetts. Following the closure of the Thompson Center Arms in Rochester, uh, that was up in New Hampshire, Thompson Investment Casting opened in the name, same town, continuing production of metal products for various companies, including Smith & Wesson. Now, break-action break pistols. Now, Thompson Center's success came with the emergence of long-range handgun hunting, target shooting, and especially metallic silhouette shooting. Their break-action single-shot design brought rifle-like accuracy and power to a handgun, which was uh, a new concept at the time. Originally designed only for interchangeable barrels in 38 Special and 22 Long Rifle, subsequent handgun developments developments by uh, Thompson Center led to a wider range of interchangeable barrels for use with many more cartridges. Opening and closing the brake action is accomplished by squeezing the outside bottom of the trigger guard towards the grip buttstock, which, uh, at which time the action opens and the extractor manually extracts the cartridge. The Contender is, uh, was first introduced in 1967. It's a break-action single-shot pistol or rifle with a unique, uh, number of unique features. The first unique feature is the way the barrel is attached to the frame. By removing the forend, a large hinge pin is exposed. By pushing the hinge pin out, the barrel can be removed. Since the sights and extractor remain attached to the barrel in the Contender design, the frame itself contains no cartridge-specific features. A barrel of another caliber can be installed and pinned in place. The forend replaced and the pistol is ready to shoot with a different barrel and pre-aligned sights. This allows easy changes of calibers, sights, and barrel lengths with only a flat screwdriver being required to do the full change out. The Encore, uh, Encore or, was released in 1983. The Encore uh, uses a different trigger mechanism designed to be stronger than the original contenders and to make it the action break action easier to open. The Encore uses a considerably larger and stronger frame than the contender and accordingly is found in over 86 cartridges ranging from 22 Hornet to the huge 416 Rigby. There has been, even been one pistol stainless steel barrel made in 600 Nitro Express. Ouch. Yes, I don't want to try that one. The Encore barrel lists also includes uh, shotgun barrels in 28, 20, and 12 gauge and muzzle loading barrels in 45, 50 cal, 
and 12 gauge using number 209 shotgun primers. In uh, 2007, Encore rimfire barrels became available in 22 long rifle and 17 HMR, featuring a unique monoblock design that required no alteration to the frame assembly. An upgraded Encore is called the Pro Hunter, which generally includes stocks with uh, rubber flex uh, tech inserts and are stainless or carbon steel with weather shielding. There are other uh, slight differences among the rifles, including the breech plug and the muzzle loader versions. The original contender is now known as uh, the Generation 1 or G1 contender. It was replaced by the G2 contender soon after the Encore came out. The G2 contender is essentially dimensionally the same uh, as the original contender, but uses an Encore-style trigger group. Due to the changes in the trigger mechanism and to differences in the angle of the grip relative to the bore line of the gun, the buttstocks and pistol grips are different between the G1 and G2 contenders and will not interchange. The G2, though, uses essentially the same barrels and forends as the original contender, and barrels will interchange with the only two exceptions being the G2 muzzle-loading barrels, which will only fit the G2 frame, and the Herit barrels, forens, which are specific for use only on the G1 frame. Unlike the original contender, tri-firing of the G2 contender is possible only in the center safe hammer position, located on the hammer between the, the uh, center fire and rim fire positions. Also, unlike the original contender, the brake action does not need to be open or cl- slash close cycled rather to produce dry firing, provided the hammer is lowered between dry firing shots. The adjustability of the G2 contender triggers is also slightly different from the original G1 contender. The receiver on the contender, whether G1 or G2, is the portion of the combined grip buttstock assembly containing the trigger mechanism and this is legally considered the serial numbered gun. Kind of like when you put together an AR. The lower is serial, the upper isn't. Hence barrels with iron or telescopic sights and even the hinge pin are simply gun parts with no serial numbers. Making the choice of interchanging cartridges uh, from the multitude of rimfire, centerfire, and pistol cartridges, and even shotgun shells, very simple. It is possible to fit a shoulder stock to the pistol frame in place of a pistol grip, and when combined with a 16-inch or longer barrel, uh, you go look into the Thompson Center Arms and Supreme Court below. I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but a contender may be legally converted from pistol to a rifle or reversed, although it is technically possible to fit a pistol grip on an original contender rifle frame and use a pistol barrel to convert it from being a rifle to a pistol. This is not legal in the U.S., being illegal to the, an illegal creation of a pistol from a rifle. In order to be able to go back and forth, the receiver must be originally sold as a pistol per ATF rules. Now, in the case of the United States versus Thompson Center Arms Company, 1992, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the company's favor by deci- in the company's favor by deciding that the rifle conversion kit that Thompson sold for their pistols did not constitute 
a short-barreled rifle under the National Firearms Act of 1934. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms contended that the mere possession of a pistol having a barrel less than 16 inches, uh, a shoulder stock, and a rifle length, and a rifle length more than 16 inches, the barrel constituted constructive intent to make an illegal short-barreled rifle (SBR) by combining the pistol's frame, the pistol-length barrel, and the shoulder stock. Even if the shoulder stock was intended to be used only with the rifle-length barrel, Supreme Court disagreed, and its decision clarified the meaning of the term "make it make" in the National Firearms Act by stating that the mere possession of components that theoretically could be assembled into an illegal configuration was not in itself a violation as long as the components could also be assembled into a legal configuration. One argument raised uh, was the example of ammonium nitrate fertilizer and diesel oil, which can be often found together in a farmer's possession. Fertilizer for the crops, fuel for the tractor. Both are lawful, and while they can be assembled into a blasting agent known as ANFO, ANFO, possession of both has never been held to imply with other evidence that the former was making explosives. So that's how they got around it. It's a good pistol. I've shot some of them. Very accurate and had a lot of fun. I actually went hunting with a guy who had one, and he got the deer and I didn't. So go figure. Anyway, it's been fun. Um, if you got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, just feel free to shoot me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, all lowercase, at yahoo.com. So until next time, y'all take care and be safe.